You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome to Take Him With You, episode 188 for September 9th, 2012. We're going to have a great show. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. So uh, hold on loosely. Don't let go. You see it all around you. Thirty-eight special right there on the Taken With You podcast. So what year or what decade was this band popular? When we were graduating from high school, dear. I, you don't remember these guys? No, I, I kind of do, but they weren't a band that I probably had their albums or anything. Oh, they had all but sorts it, of hits. It definitely reminded me of late 70s, early 80s rock. Yeah. 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 Yes. They they had that song, So Caught Up in You, which sounded a lot like Hold On Loosely. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 I had their albums, though. They were kind of like a country rock band. Yeah. Kinda, I, yeah. I like them. I like this part of the, the song when they do this. They always had some good music, you know. It goes along with our theme today, though, because we're going to talk about random acts of kindness, blessing people, and not holding on too much to material things versus loving people. Mm-hmm. So that's what our our main subject is today. But we have all sorts of other things to talk about, too. Yep. Boy, you're you're real talkative today. <laughs> well, I I was just thinking about some things, but I figured you probably wanted me to wait till we got into the subject to talk about them. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be right back, everybody. Uh, hold on, right there. Make it so. Hi, we're the Trekmate Podcast. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmates.org.uk, or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. That is our good friend Wayne Emery and his crew over at Trekmate Podcast in the UK. And guess what? What? <coughs> Excuse me. Next weekend, mm-hmm. I'm involved in a really cool thing that they're doing called the Trekmate 24-Hour Potathon. Wow. Mm-hmm. You can be part of it, too, if you want. So are you doing 
Star Trek. Well, let me read you what it says. Okay. The crew of the Trekmate podcast are embarking on a 24-hour mission to talk all things Star Trek in order to raise as much money as possible for two worthy charities. And it's going to start at 8 p.m. GMT. Uh, what's that mean? Um, it, I think it's the the standard time in, in London. Is that right? I don't know. I'm not sure. We might have to ask them about that. Anyway, Saturday, 15th September. Oh, Greenwich. Greenwich Mean Time or yeah, something like something that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, the 15th of September till 8 p.m. on the next day, on the 16th. Um, they are going to uh, do this really cool thing. Star Trek's vision of the future has always been a time where there's little or no illness. Everyone has equal rights and no one is ever denied their human rights. Uh, unfortunately, the world we currently occupy doesn't deliver on what uh, our potential future promises. So we have countless people being denied their basic human rights and children being born with severe challenges to overcome just to stay alive. So what they're going to do is they are going to be supporting two different groups, Amnesty International and the Watford General Hospital Special Care Baby Unit. And it's going to be really, really interesting and really cool because they're going to go 24 hours and just podcast for 24 straight hours. And the proceeds and the donations and all that stuff goes to those two charities. Isn't that cool? Wow. And I hope they have purchased a lot of coffee and tea. I would imagine <laughs> that they have. I'm, I, I'm thinking, you know. But it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm going to be on the show. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, actually doing a um, reports throughout the show on working on a parody song. And when we're all almost done with the show, they'll get to hear everybody will get to hear the parody song done. Okay, so you're going to compose a new parody show song. Yeah, wow. it's one I've been working on that uh, I have not finished because of this. Mm -hmm. And it's the uh, Party Rock is in the house tonight. I'm doing Party Spock is on the ship tonight. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. I'm very excited, though, because it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, you know, Wayne Emery and Paul Drinkwater are the founders of this, but they kind of it, it's exploded. And now they've got all sorts of shows going on. And there's stuff about Deep Space Nine. There's stuff about Enterprise. There's stuff about um, the next generation. And they talk about conventions. And it, they have some awesome. If you are a Trekkie. These folks have the best podcasts you'll ever hear because they just love, love Star Trek, kind of like me. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so, he hearing that promo, though, I'm going to get you just a tad bit off Star Trek, but still in the same genre. Why? Well, because hearing their voices on the promo reminded me of something that I've been doing lately that's rather geeky. What have you been doing that's rather geeky, I'm my dear? I'm rather surprised about myself. Oh, I know what it is. What is it? You've been watching Doctor Who. Yes, but now on Netflix, the only streaming ones that I could find that I thought was somewhat interesting, I think that are the from the mid nineteen nineties. So, um Oh, that's the only ones you've been able to find? Well, I think they had some older like movies from like the nineteen fifties and sixties, but um I've watched about eight or nine episodes of the 1990-something Doctor Who where, wow. yeah. So if anyone is a big Doctor Who fan and can give me a little bit of direction here, 
I'm kind of wandering aimlessly in the Doctor Who land. Wow. But I have to say, apart from the cheesy aliens, I've been kind of enjoying it. Really? Mm-hmm. But the aliens are a bit cheesy. I'm looking for, as you were talking, I was looking for the promo for our friends that do the Doctor Who podcast. Oh, see, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts oh, where it is. on Doctor Who, you know, like the Women Talk who talk, women talk Sci-Fi Anomalies, Anomaly podcast and stuff. I've heard them talk about Doctor Who many times. Yeah. But a few years ago, I tried watching it, and I couldn't get past the the little weird alien thingy. The little the, weird well, the alien aliens thingy. that they had reminded me too much of Saturday morning silly cartoon. Oh aliens. no, they reminded you of Power Rangers. Power Rangers, yeah, um, aliens, and I wasn't really a big Power Ranger alien fan, but um, but I have to say that. The Doctor Who series I've been watching from the midnight, I think it was 96. Um, it had it has Rose as the companion. And, you know, and I can't really tell you which Doctor Who it was off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, but I've been enjoying it. What are you looking for? Well, Andrew Gilbertson, uh-huh. Sarah's husband... Is doing a Doctor Who podcast? Yeah, and they... Oh, they're good. Okay, all right. Here we go. Let's play one of their promos real quick so you can tell me if you know anything about this. Okay. Here we go. Just as I thought. A miniscope. With us as your host, Sarah and... Andrew. Gilbertson. Hey, it's just like our trailers. There's Robson's helicopter in there. But there hasn't got a driver. I've been dying to get my hands on one of those things. Come on. From Hartnell to Smith. And everything in between. When I say run, run like a rabbit. At least of the ones we've viewed so far, which is all but the 7th and the 8th, which is very exciting to us. We are closing in. Hopping in is a cave, some utterly comfortless place, where you and I can suffer together. So we've done, like, the entire run of the 3rd, 4th, and 5th Doctors in a year, and that's pretty crazy. They are fast, faster than you could believe. Don't turn your back, don't look away, and don't blink. As we explore the rich and wondrous and always entertaining past of Doctor Who... Good luck. I'm not saying I want the TARDIS to just be a machine. I just think it felt really weird to have it be personified as a person. What do you mean, my machine can't think? I do have to ask, in Planet of the Spiders, where are all these really cool animals that are on Metabelius 3? They've just been tamed by the spiders? Jim the fish. Oh, Jim the fish. How is he? So I don't know how long it's just going to be Tom Baker and Adric, which, by the way, the Doctor and a male companion alone is a dynamic we haven't had since, what, the first half of Evil of the Daleks? So, actually kind of interesting. You speak treason fluently! Stop the game. They give you answers, but they don't give you why that's the answer. Street corner, two in the morning. Getting a taxi home. 
I've never had a life like that. And yes, I'm sorry, Russell T. Davies, but the 13 regeneration limit is an established fact of canon referenced in like about 20 different serials. Not just a little weird factoid that the fans have latched onto for no good reason. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. I felt like that episode was trying really, really, really hard. So, what are we going to do? Eat crisps and talk about girls? I've never actually done that, but I bet it's easy, girls. Yeah? We'll review classic serials. Discuss new episodes. List favorite trends. Whatever's on our mind. You can find us at www.nolinecinemas.com. So come on by each week and hear which part of Doctor Who's nearly 50-year saga that we've got under the miniscope. Wow. I just don't even know what to think of that. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm... That, so, okay, so here's my deal. Yeah. Fantastic promo, you guys. Mm-hmm. But here's my deal. There's so much. I'm, I, I don't know where to start. Yeah, and that was my problem, too. And I have to amend what I said earlier because evidently... I was watching the 2005 Doctor Who series. And um, so it says, after more than a decade off the air, the epic sci-fi series returns with an all-new look and the ninth and beyond incarnation of the Doctor. And it has Christopher Eccleston. I'm not sure if I'm print now. All the Doctor Who fans are going to be very mad at me because I didn't say his last name. Uh, no, right. they're all thrilled with you and mad at me because I've never watched an episode. <laughs> and and evidently, before this season ends, um, spoiler alert: there there must be David Tennant coming back on as Doctor Who also. So I'm not exactly sure. I've heard that name many times on the geeky podcast I've listened to. Uh huh. Um, them talking about David Tennant. So, well, you know, mm. one of the aficionados, aficionados, aficionados. How do you say that? Uh, yeah, something. Like not that. only are are Sarah and Daniel just really into it, but um, our friend Meds from from England. Uh huh. He is really big time into well, Doctor Who, and pa- so is our friend Kenny. Our our pastor is really big. Into and so Doctor. is our pastor Carista. That's true. <laughs> yeah. She's really into. Uh, yeah. To Doctor Who. There's a lot of our friends that are really into yeah. Doctor Who. If we missed your name, sorry. 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 But sorry. I, I've only, well, I guess I'm looking at this. I've I've watched 11 episodes now. So I. She was watching the, 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 the program Felicity. Yeah. And on her iPod. Yeah. And, or her iPhone. And now she's. Watching Doctor Who every spare minute, so I hear like, I, monsters I attacking and lasers. And... I put it on while I'm washing the dishes. It makes washing dishes fun, uh-huh. more fun. Oh. So um... again, you're absorbed into your iPhone, which is like what? <laughs> you used well, to be so mad at me when I do that. Yeah. So so mad at you, but you know, I have a little bit of getting even with you because yeah, the next generation was on Sci-Fi Channel for a marathon, and I taped twelve new. Well, they're not new, but twelve yeah. reruns. Of different ones that I haven't been watching. Hmm. And now it's on the DVR. So I can put headphones on and watch Doctor Who while you're watching Next Generation. And my friend Kevin. <laughs> yeah. He got his replacement disc for the Blu-rays of season one mm-hmm. that had a uh, defect in them. Yeah. And sent me the defective disc because I don't have surround sound. And he said they'd, they'd they work fine. work fine it, on like a regular sound system on the TV. Right. And so um, yeah. I've got... 
one, two, three, four uh, Blu-rays to watch. So now when you say Blu-rays. Blu-rays. How many episodes are on a Blu-ray? I don't know. Yeah, I've never, I haven't popped it in. I never bought them because they were expensive. Yeah. So thank you, Kevin. That was really nice of you. I'm thrilled. Did you know that our son, our oldest son bought them? He bought the first season? No, he bought, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? The Blu-rays, I believe he did. I don't think so. Um, go look on his Facebook page. I believe he said that he bought the whole first season on Blu-ray. That nerd, he never told me. <laughs> and you let him borrow our truck today. You should have said the payment has to be letting you watch his Blu-rays collection of Star Trek. What's up with that? <laughs> well, that was something. I kind of want season two and three, though. So just so you know. Well, they, they're not out yet, are no, they? No, they're going to be coming out. They have a whole... New um, part of remember the when Data gets taken apart or is gonna threaten to be taken apart yeah. in the the episode mm -hmm. Measure of a Man in season two. Yeah. Well, they have twenty minutes of new footage we've never seen before. Um, season one, <laughs> season one wasn't really that great. It was because awesome. Worf had really bad hair. I don't care. It was and awesome. He was wimpy. It was cheesy sci-fi. He kept on getting thrown around and beat up. As as Worf's hair got longer, he got, he got more buff. Yeah. Yeah. So hey. What? This is something that I know it's not really our topic today, <sighs> but I saw on Facebook a Star Trek rumor that there may be a new TV series with um, Worf as the captain. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are very skeptical about it that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Star Trek Captain Worf or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I listened to... It would to, be awesome if it did. I listened to Women Talk Sci-Fi that, that interviewed both Maria Sertes and Michael Dorn. Nice ship. Great and, captain. Um, I know that they've tried to do some production things before, but yeah. it sounded to me like he thought that Paramount was kind of interested. That's what time. it sounded like from the press release, but so, I don't know. You know, we're all very skeptical of it because we've heard rumors about this many, many times. It's been six, seven years now since there's been Star Trek on TV. But I made you email a friend of ours that yeah. Um, yeah. She is was a, pretty excited. a single lady who has a big time crush on wharf yeah and so we i said you need to to um email email her a link to that because she's going to be thrilled yeah she is so she was pretty excited i don't how did you get on this um you were talking you're about so geeky Star Trek. you you are so way more geeky than you ever were before Something's wrong. We've been married a long time. <laughs> well, we do. You know, we love a lot well, of the same um, things. Kind of. And you know what? I've been watching Little House on the Prairie lately. You have been in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah, that's kind of a cheesy and show, though. So you've been, you've, I'm rubbing off on you some. And yeah. you helped me um, put together two little greenhouses today. What does that have to do with that? Are we just talking about what's going we're, on around our house? Yeah, and okay. we're talking, too, about how we're rubbed off on each other. Oh, okay. Because, got it, got it. Because I know, like gardening now. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, you never part used of the to really be into gardening at all. You mainly like to take pictures of the flowers, but you help water them. Yeah. And um, I do most like the weeding and the, the get dirty kind of stuff. But I'm kind of, you know, country Okay, I did the watering a couple of days in a row now. Yeah. But Thank I'm you. kind of, you know... Country girl and and your kind of sci-fi rocker boy and and sci-fi rocker boy. I'm going to be 47. I'm not sci-fi rocker boy. 
sci-fi rocker old man. Did you just call me old? Because you could have just said sci-fi rocker man, but no, she says sci-fi rocker old man. Thanks. Well, I can't. If I called you old lady, you'd be so ticked. I, I can't you'd be say so, that too much because okay, I'm only a year younger okay, this, than you. Are. Okay, this is how it works. Okay, never say a woman's age. Just don't even guess it. Don't try to guess it. Don't or even go weight. around it or their weight. You just don't say anything about it. And if they ask you anything about it, you always just smile. And and tell them you love them because that's all you can do without getting in trouble. Now, a man, people, well, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 47. <laughs> you know, we don't care how much you, I only weigh 450 pounds. <laughs> we don't care. But no, you got, you ladies okay. can't say a word. Nope. I don't think that's fair. Too bad. We're supposed to be equal. Well, life isn't fair. Oh, shit. I'll say that next time you think that you know, things are lopsided. I'll go, well, you know, Amy, life's not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lots of other things have been going on around our house. I'm taking uh-huh. you on a date night tomorrow night. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm going to take you to see um, a really cool Beatles tribute band. Yeah. Yeah. They're called the Fab Four, and uh, they sound really good. Check them out. This is cool. This is a part of their live performance uh, that they did on a. So, how many on people want to hear the drummer sing another song? Anyone? That's funny. They even sound like the Beatles. I mean, they Come talk on, like. Come on, big cheer! Come on! They dress up like the them. They do three different sets. I was born, That's pretty good. This is them live. In the land of submarines. So we sailed into the sun. Till we found the sea of green. And we lived beneath the waves. In our yellow submarine. We all live in a yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. So we're going to go tomorrow night to the concert, the Fab Four, and we're going to watch uh, a concert. I already bought the tickets, and I got seats in the balcony so you can see everything well. Mm-hmm. And we're going. I, I think it'll be fun. Oh, I always like listening. One, one thing that surprised me is back in the 1980s, there was a black and white feature film at our movie theater that had I Want to Hold Your Hand tour. Okay. And, and did you go see I it? I went to it and you didn't. I don't even what remember it. What was the deal with that? Mr. Know. Music Man. I don't know. I don't remember it. I was in high school. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who I went with. I can't remember, but a group of us went. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. So we're going to the concert and that should be a blast. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a busy day tomorrow, but... Uh, should be a really busy day tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, I'm not worried about it. It's going to be good. We're going to have a yeah, great time. And... We'll be gone all day, but yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, it should be, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go see the Beatles. Well, well, they're not really the Beatles. They dress up the like Beatles, them, though, and yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And they have the. They even do the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band stuff, which is, they never really, the Beatles actually never did that in concert. There's 
good reasons why they didn't do that in concert. Well, yeah. I think they were kind of... They were um, in a different um, dimension. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They took a little trip. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They, they... um... Oh, what, I still got it going, sorry. Let me turn it down. Yeah. Sorry. But they, uh, they, they really sound good, though. I mean, check this out. That's pretty amazing. And if you were watching the same YouTube video that we are, they even look like them. I mean, like they have yeah. the wigs and the glasses and the and mustaches I, I, and I sideburns. I think you even mentioned that perhaps Ringo had a little bit of help with his nose. Well, I was talking to my friend Don Stone, who uh, is uh, a guy that works at a local music store here, uh-huh. and he uh, said, "Yeah, Ringo actually has a fake nose that he puts he puts on." The guy that plays Ringo and they, but they do a really great job. I'm totally impressed. And so we're going to go see him. Yeah. It'll be fun. It should be fun. So I've been busy doing work all week and, um, had a, oh gosh, all sorts of different things going. I sold one of my uh, art pieces, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. And I got a new lens to me to, for my camera. Yeah. And there's a little story about that one. What? There's no story about that. I just yeah. got okay. Uh-huh. So I got a fancy lens that um, I was going to buy a new camera because I'm just frustrated not getting the the pictures that I want. And then my mom, who is a photographer, and my son, who is a photographer, and a couple of others who are photographers, said to me, "Get yourself a different lens. Get a nice lens, and you will be surprised at how wonderful your camera will take pictures." They were right. I got a lens. I found one on eBay for half price. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, now the story about it is, is that you forgot to tell me that you ordered. I it. was busy. I and, was busy. And I was down in Raymond working, and you you casually mentioned that you found this deal on eBay. I go, and that you got it. I go, oh, when's it gonna be here? And you're like, um, I got it today. I never said. <laughs> okay, this is how it went. She's. We're text messaging back and forth. I said, I found a really good deal on a lens that I need for my camera. And so she says, really? What's a good deal mean? And I said, half off, which is a technique that she uses when she finds clothing that she likes that's on sale but still expensive. How much do I buy that's expensive? Well, you know what I mean. Well, you use the same tactic. I, I just got those greenhouses, so, so I can't So I, I had forgotten to tell her that I got it, and it came in the mail. And this is why I was like approaching it with her because I didn't want to post anything on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that. Until he told until me. I told her so that I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> See, so she I'm warming her up for it, you know, and then uh, and then she's like, well, I don't know. We still need this and that. And there's a couple other things. And I'm like, well, it's for the business because it is. It is for the business. Yeah. And um, then. uh uh, I said, but it's going to take some great pictures. And so she gets home hours later 
and on the table is my camera with a new lens on it. And and I said, look at these great pictures I took with the new lens. And she goes, wait a minute. You already got it? I thought you were going to order it. And then I had to tell her that I already had it. Yeah. I wasn't really yeah. lying to you. I was do, just. Do you remember 27 years ago? No. That's a um, long time ago. 26 something. We had uh, marriage counseling, pre, pre-marriage pre counseling, before we got married. Okay, I do remember and, that kind of. And the, the pastor suggested that you have um, a limit of how much to spend without talking to each other. That, I know. That you should have like a $20 know, limit know, or whatever know, that know, is, I you know, know. I know. That you could spend, you know, out of budget once in a while if you found a good deal on something. Yeah. Um, I don't think this was the twenty dollar limit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about yeah. it. All yeah. I know is that I was able to. I sold a picture. Yeah. To pay for the lens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we broke even we, there. Well, yeah. Except for we hadn't paid back all the stuff to make the picture. So no, no, no. Haven't or, done that yet. Or I the know. Rest I know. Of the pictures. Quiet. <laughs> Oh, you have some good write-offs for your taxes for your business. Well, at least you're still talking to me. That's, Um, you know. Yeah, and then we got something else for the business not that long ago. What's that? You got this little speaker that we're going to use for church for for playing worship. It's not just for that. But, yeah, we can use it when we go out and do media stuff. Um, but you have been using this huge bass amp that's like 150 pounds to carry. It's awful. And it has to get locked up into the closet because our, our church little, that kind of church that we go to is in a rough neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood and it's got broken into a couple times. And and all the sound equipment. So we have to lock up all the sound equipment every week and it's really heavy. So, so I got a little tiny portable system. It wasn't that expensive. So don't worry about it. But it's also a business expense well yeah because i'm going to use it for my art shows play i can play my ipad and i can use a microphone and i can uh plug in um, all sorts of different things to it it's really cool Mm -hmm. tiny little thing it's tiny but it's got a lot of sound to it tiny but beefy baby yeah and and you've never been happy with any of the little ipod players that we've had they're just not well i still have to buy the subwoofer for it i just have waited have you tried out the old computer subwoofer that we had. No, no, not yet. I think you should try it. Yeah, well, it's not made for that, but that's... Yeah. We'll talk about that. I know. The, mm-hmm. the life mm-hmm. of being married to a musician. Oh, uh, guess what? What? Started a new podcast. Yeah, why don't you tell everyone about that? Well, we just launched it uh, today. Well, you can't hear the podcast until the 17th of September. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen... Brand new, hot off the presses, my friend Chris Clemente from Florida and I started a brand new podcast. And here we are to tell you all about it. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series and we're doing that by... uh watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. 
You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to ragtagfugitivepodcast.com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over and let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. Now, doesn't that sound like a blast? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. You're, you're our first guest host. I guess I heard that I was. You wanted to be on the one where uh, Jane Seymour is on, and mm-hmm. you, that's what you're going to be on. Yeah, and you know, I this ought I to be hilarious. To make fun everybody of you as being more of a sci-fi geek than I am, but I have to admit that back in the 1980s, not only did I watch Star Trek, but I also watched Buck Rogers. And also watch Battlestar Galactica. I think we should start a new podcast called Debbie, 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 Debbie. Hey, Buck! What do you think? I don't think so. Well, it would work. All those that understood what I just said, congratulations. All those who didn't, you were (laughs) really young or or not at all into sci-fi. Wilma Daring. Wilma. You just got punched in the arm. I know. She wore spandex, though. Very... Tight, glossy spandex. And lip gloss. Yes. And Farrah Fawcett hair. Yes. Big hair. And flew a starship. Yep. And kissed Buck. Sometimes. (laughs) He kissed a lot of people, though. He was kind of a... um, He's the worst actor ever. Gil Gerard, worst actor ever. Ever. He was kind but I loved of him. a Commander Riker, William Shatner kind no, of character. No, no, he wasn't that he bad. But he did have a hairy many, chest and and, and wore gold chains. Yeah, yeah. kind of cheesy. Oh, very cheesy. Okay, yeah. so anyway, come listen to our podcast. It's going to be um, released on the 17th of September, which is 34 years, or yarns, if you're a Galactica fan, uh, from the day that the pilot aired on ABC. So we're playing it the same day, 34 years later, the very first episode. Yeah. Are you playing with words with friends or something while we're talking? Because I'm ticked. No, I'm I'm not. I was just messaging. Someone commented on our Facebook, and I was adding a comment. So you were listening to it all, to the conversation we're supposed to be having yeah. together. You were playing with your iPod or i. Phone again. On Facebook. By the way, I want to get the iPhone 5 when it comes out, which should be in the next couple weeks. Let's talk about this because you've had quite a few business expenses. I know. I I can't get it. It I want want to pay off some of our debts instead of buy iPhone 5. I know. Because we have phones that work. How many of you out there are like me? And if you have something that works, you think that. You should just keep what works and not spend a lot of money on other stuff that you don't really need. I think there are other people like me that think like me, very practically. I remember for a long time you wanted a one of those flat screen TVs. And I, I was like, you know, we don't need one of those. We have TVs that work. So, much, so if they're kind of fat... I mean, they were kind of big TVs, but, you know, we didn't need a new TV. And right now we have phones at work, so we don't really need new phones. It's an iPhone 5. So? If you don't understand, you don't understand. I mean, you're in love with the iPhone 4. I understand that. 4S. 
Yeah, I know you're in love with it. Because at night, I can say, Siri, wake me up at 7.30 a.m. You can say that to me if you wanted, but you don't. Would would you wake me up at 7.30 a.m. with a nice, soft alarm? I would say, I would, it's not soft, by the way, because it wakes me up. <laughs> and, it, and I would say, I would say, you already have an alarm set for that time. I'll turn it on. And then I'd wake you up at 7.30. You think so? Yep. Okay. If Hi. Miles the cat or Hoshi didn't wake you up or... Or, uh, or Jade. Or Jade, then I would. And now we have a son who's working night shifts. Yeah, so he, he switched to great... Or, he uh, gets home shift. about 3.30, 4, four th- in the morning. Four in the yeah. morning. Yeah. But thankfully, I've been sleeping soundly, so I haven't really heard, but, but he wakes you up every night or morning yeah, early morning he does yeah oh well that's part of living in a family that's why it's so quiet here tonight because Catherine's working at domino's and andrew's working at kewitt's um, pontoon project mm-hmm. and we're by ourselves yeah. we're empty, Ep- nesters empty nesters tonight empty nesters i made a pot roast for dinner with carrots and potatoes the carrots and potatoes were very good yeah it wasn't bad at all i'm not much of a a pot roast fan, but I ate the veggies. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it wasn't a rot post. Okay. Which is completely opposite. All right. We sure are just rambling on a lot tonight. I know. Well, we talked about what was going on around our house. We'll be right back with our subject of the week. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series on different characters from the Bible. All right. So that should be kind of really kind of in, in-depth profiles. Well, yeah, I don't know about in-depth, but wow. I will talk about them. Okay. And we'll find out more about different people from the Bible and what they what their significance was. Sounds good. But right now, we're going to play this cool promo, and we'll be right back to talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it a a Mickey Mickey day. Someday, someday, we're going to Disneyland with them. I, that will be really fun. Alan Joyce, you're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think my daughter would like to go back to Disneyland because yeah, I well, took I'm not her when she her. was nine. Nope. You're not taking her? Maybe. Well, I don't, I don't like going on the ride that much. So. Yeah, well. Here we are. We're going to go into our food for, th- food for thought.
so today we're going to be talking about something that um, just kind of a, a real quick check on where we're at in life because of uh, the world that we live in sometimes can be very materialistic and very uh, fast paced and and we can have a lot of different priorities that may not be correct. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be fun today. I don't know, fun, but it, I thought it would be an interesting conversation to talk a little bit about what does the Bible say about things mm-hmm. and, you know, money, wealth, all that kind of stuff. And really, what is the success in the eyes of God versus the eyes of people around us? Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Well, I know that the Bible says to store up your treasures in heaven where rest and moth cannot destroy what does that mean though i mean we don't have like some place we can just store our stuff in a locker in heaven (laughs) so what does it mean by that when and it says that that's that's an actual scripture right Mm -hmm. and doesn't jesus say that um you know i guess i guess so yeah yeah there's also another one where it says what profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul so Basically, you know, you could have everything materialistically or title, power, prestige, whatever's, you know, like success in today's world standards. But, you know, if it can be kind of empty if, you know, you don't have the relationships and the, you know, relationship with God and relationships with others, like, your soul can be kind of empty. Well, I mean, it's a proven fact that just because you have wealth doesn't mean you're happy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that having wealth isn't a good thing because it'd be awesome to be able to, to not have to worry about bills could and stuff. could be handy. <laughs> well, and that too. And, and we've always been the type of people that would we'd like to have more money to be able to give to people and to different projects and different things that are going on around us. Because I really believe the, one of the reasons we have excess at times is not so we spend it on ourselves even though i think there are times when we need to i think it's also a, a good thing to hold on loosely to our possessions and to our money because it comes and goes so quick yeah and there are people that have needs and there are people that you can bless and help and it's just an important thing and i think one of the ways to do that is to to know in your heart that you will be you're ready to give and help people whenever the need arises mm-hmm. and that's a lot of times we can't do that because we're so into our possessions and we've been paying off our debts and we've been grabbing the stuff that we don't really particularly need and, <laughs> and what oh we just had that conversation <laughs> Shh, quiet there's a difference between needs and wants and it and it kind of depends too where you're living because you know some parts of the world if you have one outfit and you have enough food for the day you're grateful and you consider your needs met well i i'll never forget when i took a group of teenagers down to tijuana Mm -hmm. and then we went out into the the foothills into a little town called uh, sarasul And um, you saw mansions on one corner Mm -hmm. and then dirt roads with like no pavement and 
shacks and, and no power and no or if water. the power was there it was on it was like a wire <laughs> a coat hanger thrown on right where they would steal on the, the power on the mansion's them. power yeah 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 and then they would plug it in and have their outlets working so it never really was consistent but but uh i'll never forget uh, this one guy coming up to me and who really wanted to show me his house Mm-hmm. And so we got into his uh, probably 70s station wagon mm-hmm. and with his two little kids. And we drove. Are you getting a call? Yeah. You want to pause? Sure. Hello, Moyers. There we go. Our daughter called. She evidently forgot her cell phone. So she's calling oh, from nice. the work number. But isn't that nice? Our daughter called to let us know she got off work and was going to be heading home. Sure. Where were we? Oh, okay. So I'm I'm in the station wagon. Yeah. And I've got a couple of the youth kids with me, and we're driving with this guy and his family up this dirt road that has big, huge chunks out of it, and mm-hmm. it's just horrible. And we drive up this hill, mm-hmm. and we come up upon this shack um, that has a little outbuilding by it, and he parks and he says, he says, "I'm king of the hill," and I said, "What?" And and he opens his door, mm-hmm. and we walk in, and it's basically a cement slab mm-hmm. with, well, this one had two rooms, but one room was the kitchen and the and the living room, and, and the other room and was work area and the too. work area, yes, right, and then the other room was their sleeping their bedroom, the, and their bathroom wasn't even in the house. It was a baño outside, an yeah, outhouse by the shed, yeah. And they all their stuff was like stuff you'd find at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. It was all old. They had a Flintstones cookie jar and a an old like uh, you know nineteen sixties table with a formica on top of it. Mm-hmm. The refrigerator was really old. And now, did they have electricity? They apparently they must have had electricity because they were able to uh, have a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. She offered us something to drink, but we were told not to do that because you could get sick. Yeah, if it wasn't like bottled or something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he was so proud of his home and showed us his, he was a glass blower. Mm -hmm. So he showed us his glass blowing equipment and actually did a little demonstration for us. And we were wowed and awed. But he had an old console TV, which was amazing because most of them didn't have TV and had rabbit ears. And you could, it was just all snowy and hardly, you could hardly see any picture. And it, it was just amazing. And he was so, he was considered well to do yeah in this village in that village i think and this was a few years ago but the average income family income was like 65 dollars a a month month. yeah 65 dollars a month so how do you even buy groceries yeah exactly this guy was considered well to do in Mm -hmm. his neighborhood and and i remember driving back him driving us back down to the little church that we were staying at uh, in tents in the dirt uh, outside Mm -hmm. the the church and I'll never forget um, thinking, wow, my perspective has changed a lot. I thought that I, here I was on a youth pastor's salary and thought that I was really poor. But I was really super, super, I was like a millionaire compared to him. Well, there's there are other families in the village that had seven, eight kids in a one-room shack with a dirt floor. Yeah. And I I wondered where... Do they sleep? I don't know. You know, I, I imagine they had to put like pallets on the floor at night, you know, yeah. but but they were, I was amazed and how thankful they were. They were very grateful and, people. And 
and relationships were really important. They were far more important than material things. And mm -hmm. I noticed that, that um, the church never started on time because people were walking to church and when they would, they would run into their neighbor and they would stand there and talk. Mm hmm or they would help them with a project they were working on and then come to church. Yeah. So church always started 45 minutes, 50 minutes late. Yeah. You know, and then when you would see what they would do, um, it wasn't about the materialistic stuff. It wasn't about the 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 physical things. It was completely about relationships and about friendships and, and about their relationship with know, God. You know, another thing that I noticed is the relationships with the parents and the kids. Yeah. That... You you know, here in the, the U.S., a lot of times when you see teenagers and their parents, the teenagers kind of like sit in a different part of the building away from their parents, you know, if they're at school or church event or something. Because they're cool, man. Because, you know, they don't want to be, you know, hanging out with their parents. That's or right. And yet when we were down there, I noticed a lot of the teenagers and, and their parents you know, sometimes they have their arms around each other or hugging or, you know, just standing around laughing. And It was and different. It was completely different. It was a different, different atmosphere. So here we went down to Mexico to help them. Mm -hmm. But really, they helped us a ton by showing us the difference between. And you know what we would do? Mm-hmm. We would have the kids stay down there and we would be in tents and everything. And we'd see the poverty and we would help with the you know, like feed the, the building program and the orphanage and all that jazz. We would we would do all that. Then when we came across the border on the way home, mm -hmm. we were driving a, a an old school bus. We'd actually drive over to Knott's Berry Farm and pay their way in because we got a group rate mm -hmm. and they got to spend the day at Knott's Berry Farm. And it was really interesting. We went from extreme poverty to this extreme materialism mm -hmm. in a matter of hours. Yeah. And it was really interesting our way when they got back on the bus at night after spending that whole day, how many of them had a really different emotional reaction to it. Way different than you would expect them. You would expect them to come back and say, man, I'm so glad I live in the United States. But they were most of them had. I mean, I remember the first time for me, it was like this, too. You just you sit there and you think, wow, I have put a, the wrong emphasis on my life. I think it made a, a lot of them, though, very thankful for flushing toilets oh, and, my and gosh, running water. Yes. And fried chicken. Well, not me as much, but the, the flushing toilets and, and warm showers and, yeah. Things some were of clean, those things. clean. <laughs> Washing machines. Yeah, but it's it was definitely an experience. But what it taught us was mm -hmm. that if you have God in your life, you can be happy, fulfilled, and have a meaningful life without having lots of money and lots of material. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Oh, I just lost my iPhone. <laughs> oh, too bad. I know. So sad. I just had it here just talking. Don't step on it or crush it because... I just had it here talking to my daughter a minute ago, so I don't know what I did What did with you do it. with it? I am not sure. Not funny. I just don't know what I did with well, it. Well, just be careful when you stand up so you don't, like, step, step on it. Step on it, yeah. You know, I had an experience this last week, and I, I don't want to get too personal with it because I don't want to name names or anything. But um, I think I may have mentioned on the podcast a month or two ago, about six weeks ago, I guess it was, that one of my son's friends, childhood friends, um, 
was in a um was a, murdered. He was murdered. Yeah. And it was a really yucky situation. He was actually trying to help It doesn't matter. Help somebody out. I don't think and you should go into that. So so anyway, I I just had a talk with one of his family members this last week and one thing I was so thankful about was that this was a close family. Um, they were they were a Christian family. They weren't really, um, you know, super religious, but they believed in God and believed in what Jesus had done for them and and knew that their son was in a good place. Right. They weren't big churchgoers, but they, they knew God. Yeah. And one thing I, looking back on this last week that I thought was was cool is that you know here he was 22 the same age as my oldest son and yet he liked to hang out with his parents and even had had rented a little house next to theirs and would come over and empty the coffee pot or check out their leftovers or play pool with the dad and and I thought you know what at least this family knows that they spent time with their son. Sure. You know, and they sure. had, we're not guaranteed a hundred years with somebody, but we can make the time that we have with them count by by spending time with them. Well, I think it's just important that we're grateful for the people around us that are in our life. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a, it's an actual relative, you know, blood relative or not, I think family is, is who you who you interact with mm-hmm. you know and who you spend time with and i think a lot of times um, in this world of of uh, technology and stuff it can be i don't know for me i've got a lot of friends with it but i'm a friendly person mm-hmm. but there are some people that will escape into the technology and not have any friendships and not deal with their family and and in the midst of that they're not very happy people yeah you know and happiness doesn't really come from the from the material things, even though it's nice to be able to pay bills, it's not the the end all of end alls. And I mean, I've told the story before about my grandparents and how my grandfather, when he passed away, he had a heart attack and died of congestive heart failure. But um, he was wearing a fanny pack around his waist with nine hundred dollars cash in it. He didn't go anywhere. Why in the world did he need that? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that he had that in there is because he was he was very in love with money. And he was afraid to be away from his money when, in fact, um, I mean, he had made lots of strides and was a lot different person than he was. He probably would have had $9,000 in his fanny pack a couple of years before that. But uh, it, it was just really interesting how things can have a hold of us. But you know what? When he passed away, he didn't take that money with him. No. It was still in his fanny pack. And he didn't take anything with him. The only thing that he took with him was his relationships that he had with God and mm-hmm. with others. And, you know, he'd made he made a lot of amends in in that year before he passed away. So I'm sure that he took more with him than he would have. Well, and, and that was an interesting thing because he didn't tell a lot of people Mm-mm. that he had had a chat with his maker, you, you and your aunt both prayed with him like the year before he died and and he he got himself his heart right with god and that next year he really made an attempt to 
have a relationship with his kids that he hadn't really, hate to say it, he hadn't really thought about before. No, he was pretty selfish. You know, he had been a workaholic. And an alcoholic. And an alcoholic. And, you know, he was kind of self-absorbed. But that last year, after he prayed and, and asked God to be the boss of his life, he really did try to to make amends and to you know seek out you know here he was with a cane he could barely walk around and I remember one of your uncles saying that you know he followed him back into the laundry room so that he could talk and he was like blown away because usually it was you know one of those grandpas like Archie Bunker that sat in his his recliner and and you didn't mess with him and hollered for his coffee and his remote control you know Yeah, yeah and it was kind of he really did there was a difference in his life yeah and you know sadly well in a in a way it was a great thing that it happened but sadly he waited a long time and i think it would have the family would have had a lot more good memories if he, if if he earlier he would have that earlier said you know the the things aren't as important as the people yeah well, Jesus said a lot of different things in the Bible um, to people. There was this this young man that had come to wa- and wanted to follow him, mm-hmm. wanted to join up the, with the group because they were like doing a tour. <laughs> a tour? <laughs> well, it was like a tour. It was like a healing tour. I mean, they they would go to different towns and Jesus would speak and then he'd pray for people. Yeah. So it, they didn't play music. Oh, well, maybe they did. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it was like a tour. And and this young guy that was uh, that we understand had a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. came to him and said, um, look, at I've followed all these commandments since I was a kid. Um, what do I, what can I do to, to, uh, to uh, was it, did he ask if he could get to into heaven? Or did saved or have eternal life. Or something like that. Yeah. I guess I should know those things. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jesus looked at him and said, you know, that's great that you've done those things, but this one thing you lack, uh, go sell all your possessions, give them to the poor, give the money to the poor, and then come follow me. Mm-hmm. And the the Bible says that the guy looked at him and his face changed and his countenance was downcast. Uh, downcast and he turned and walked away from him because he knew the power that his possessions held over him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good lesson for us to think about for a moment. Do the things have us or we do we have the things? And how hard do we hold on to them? Mm-hmm. I remember there was one time when this was a really difficult situation for me. Even though it sounds goofy, it was, it was difficult. And uh, again, you know, I always had thought until we went down to Mexico and experienced what we did with the missionary work, um, I always thought that we were pretty, pretty poor, that we really didn't have a lot of money. By American standards. Right. Because uh, I was the only one that worked. I mean, you worked when we were first married, but then when you had kid, when we had kids, mm-hmm. you stayed home with them. And then we chose, I mean, we chose that lifestyle. So it's not like, you know, it's not like I couldn't have gone out and got a better job and all this jazz. But, but I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. And anyway, I still remember feeling very... Um, I don't know, just that I couldn't go out and get whatever I wanted anytime. 
Couldn't go to the movies very much. Right, all that jazz. You know, take our family out to eat a lot. I mean, or go on had, vacations and we stuff. Had we would go camping and stuff. We had everything we needed. Right. We just didn't have a lot of luxuries. So I remember this one time that I don't, I don't remember how I even got it, but somehow I got a really nice guitar. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I used it for church stuff and other things. But uh, I got this really cool acoustic guitar. It was purple ovation. A purple with ovation leaves on it. It was it beautiful. Was, it was a really cool guitar. And beautiful. I used, I used that thing so much. I used it and used it and used it. And I remember one day, while we were, we would uh, alternate different bands that would play at the church because it was a fairly big church at the time. And I'll never forget one day being out in the uh, congregation, and feeling very strongly that I was supposed to take my guitar and give it to the guy because apparently he had sold his guitar to 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 they, pay for bills. Yeah, they had gone through some some financial financial stuff. things and not any fault of their own. They had a, yeah, a it house wasn't, yeah, problem. It doesn't, and, you don't yeah. have to go into detail. But, but suffice it to say he was borrowing a guitar from somebody who didn't have one and he and he was a big time musician and did a lot of stuff. So I really felt like I was supposed to give my um, guitar to him mm-hmm. and I didn't do it and a couple of days went by and one of the young men that helped me with the youth group and everything um, we were driving up to uh, Olympia to grab a video game thing that he wanted at, at this place in the mall up in Olympia and we were talking about things that were going on in our lives and so I happened to confess to him that I felt really led that I was supposed to give my guitar away to this one guy and I didn't do it and he looked at me this young guy just brand new to the faith and he said well that's kind of stupid he said don't you think you should do what you feel God's telling you to do and I looked at him and I thought you jerk but I, I really didn't think he was a jerk <laughs> I really was convicted is what it was yeah and so that next Sunday at church um, there was a different band on this guy was standing over on the other side of the church and before I could stop myself I went over and I told him that I had something for him that I'd like to give him after church and he goes oh thanks you know he didn't know what it was and I'll never forget I went into my office because I was working at the church at the time and I took my favorite instrument ever and I put it in my guitar case and I closed it up with the strap and the whole schmear and I walked out and I handed it to him. And he just had this look on his face like, what? And I said, I just really feel that I'm supposed to give this to you. Use it for what you need it for. I mean, if you, and I said, you, you can use it or you can sell it, whatever you need to do to uh, get yourself another guitar, whatever you need to do. And I handed it to him. And, and, uh, and then I had to get out of there because it re- I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, that was probably the most expensive thing I'd ever given away. Ever. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary for me because, well, I didn't have another guitar. And you had a camp that you were supposed to be like uh-huh. leading worship and, and preaching at. I was going to a winter camp where I was going to be in the band and, and speaking at. And I was and I just gave my guitar away and I was going to be using it at that. So mm-hmm. I actually borrowed a guitar from one of the youth kids and it, it wasn't very good. So it wasn't working very well for me. Uh, but I'll never forget being... Uh, just it was such a weird feeling but here's what happened this is pretty amazing i get to the camp okay no before i go i go down to the local music shop and i'm talking to the one of the guys about um 
how I want to get a, a, a new guitar because I don't have one anymore. And so he shows me all these different ones, and I find one that I really, really like. It's beautiful. It was another ovation. Yeah, it, and it was um, really different looking. It was all black. and Anyway, I really liked it. So and, and you still are playing. Well, that, that ruins the story. Oh, sorry. Why so, don't you go back a minute? <laughs> so, the, no, so the guy says to me, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Why don't you take it with you to this retreat you're going on and try it out? And if you like it, you can buy it. If not, you can you can bring it back. And that made me a little nervous because it was I, well. You know, I called a nice you. Guitar. I called you on my ancient cell phone at the time because it was like mm-hmm. one of those big cell phones, big clunky ones. Looked like a big shoe. Uh-huh, a woman's shoe. Mm-hmm. And I called you up and I said, "Hey, um, I have this opportunity." And we were always of the thing that you don't borrow something if you can't pay for it. Because we had mm-hmm. learned quickly in our marriage oh. that when we borrowed stuff and broke it, then we had to pay it back. Yeah. And it was not fun. So we never borrowed anything unless we could pay for it. Yeah. And this was something that we really couldn't afford to pay for right no, then. No. It was a, a, a $1,000 guitar. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand, I've never had a guitar that, that expensive ever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really know why I was taking it with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did. I took it, and uh, you said, okay. So I took it all the way up to the mountain uh, winter retreat, played it, loved the guitar. It was just fantastic. And before the retreat even started, Mm -hmm. the guy that invited me to come speak took me aside and said, you know, I felt really led to give you this, and he hands me a check. He goes, I never give somebody an honorarium before they speak, but he goes, I wanted you to have this for some reason. Not, Not sure why. And he hands me it. Okay, now... With the trade-in of uh, another piece of music equipment that I had, I'd already talked to the guys at, at the at the music store. If I traded in this particular piece of equipment, um, then I would owe um, a certain amount of money on it. And guess how much was on the check? How much you would owe? The exact amount that I would owe on the guitar. Mm-hmm. So basically, by letting go and trusting that I was going to be okay, God actually provided for me and I was able to take that check when I got home. It was a two-day retreat. I got home, and I cashed the check, and I took the money down, and I paid for the guitar. And I still have that guitar to mm-hmm. this day. But let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. I don't hold it the same way I did before. I, I hold it loosely. Mm-hmm. And that's why I play the music and everything. It's, it kind of worked together. Because now, um, if I was told, if I felt strongly to give that guitar away, I would do it in a heartbeat. Actually, with any of our stuff now, it's way different after that incident because I waited a week to to really obey what I felt like I was supposed to do, like what God was speaking in my heart. And it's not like an audible voice. It was just an impression that I was supposed to meet. I was the person. See, there's all these people that, that just wait and wait and wait, and they want God to answer their prayer. When, in fact, we are the answer to people's prayers. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we're not listening, so we don't know. Yeah. And I want to be someone who listens so that if I'm part of the solution, if I'm supposed to pay for that person's groceries, if I'm supposed to give them the guitar, if I'm supposed to give away my car, whatever, then I better be listening so that I can do that. It's what it, what it is, is it comes down to, it boils down to trust. Do I trust that God will take care of me if I give away something that's very important to me? Mm-hmm. And that is hard to do. But I'm telling you right now, once you start to do that, you, you really never go um, without because I think God always meets our needs when we are generous with others. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I, I mean, there has to be reason. Don't be stupid. But but I, I really do believe that most of us are supposed to be giving a lot more than we do. Yeah. And, and I don't want to sound like... Oh, excuse me. I don't want to sound like a, a what they would call a name it or claim it kind name it and claim it kind of person. But no, no, I'm not. But talking I'm about saying that. that there are spiritual principles, though that that what you sow you reap. I don't, and, you know, and I don't really. And I'm I don't not agree saying that. that you have to like you do I'm that do for that I, reason. But, but that, I, no, I'm no, saying that no. that there is things out there that. That if you no, have a, I don't gen- think it, a giving heart, nah, I think that God. I think I think what really goes on there. I mean, I have a different philosophy now than I used. To. I used to think that way, but I don't think that way anymore. Here's what I think: I think if you if you will make your heart right before God and obey yeah. what you feel He wants you to do, then um, then it works out for things to work for you. And, and and that means the water boy never goes thirsty. So if you're feeding the team the the water. You always have the water close to you. So if you're close to God and you're doing what he asks you to do by giving and being generous with other people and blessing other people, then you won't go hungry. You won't go thirsty because you're close to the source. And that's, that's I think, what really that's happens. kind of what I was trying to say, that if you have like a giving heart, a generous heart— that your needs will be met too. Right. Okay. That's I believe that. Yeah. What I didn't what I don't like is when people say, Well, now, regardless of where your heart's at, if you give a hundred dollars, you're gonna get back a thousand. Yeah. If you give five hundred dollars, you're gonna get back five thousand because that's what the Bible promises. Well, that's not what the Bible promises. No. It it's not talking about the amount, it's talking about where your heart is when you are giving. And you don't give to get, you give no. because it's the right thing to do. But, but I do think that in some way you will be blessed because you're a giver. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily a financial blessing back. You might just be blessed with the joy right. of seeing someone else happy or seeing someone else have a well, need we, met. And we don't always know what we need mm-hmm. that's being taken care of behind the scenes. I mean, we've had times when we've gone to pay a bill and it's already paid off for us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Or or when we were out of groceries and somebody knocks on our door and there's groceries yeah. sitting on our porch. We've had that happen before. Yeah. I mean, we literally have seen those kind of things happen in our life. And and but but the longer we live, at least the longer I live, I feel like I need to hold on to the things that I that I would normally say are very, very important materialistic things. I need to hold them more loosely so that if I need to bless somebody, I can. Mm-hmm. And then and then emphasize more the relationships in my life and, and loving people more than getting things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love doing this podcast and having so many cool friends all over the world because we're able to bless people and love on people that we never thought we could before, you know, and yeah. have some really cool friendships. Those are far more important to me than a fancy car or a or a, a big huge vacation or whatever it's just people are more important than things period and i think god's priorities are, are is that way i think you know the bible says you're supposed to love god with all your heart and soul mind and strength and then you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself those are the two most important commandments mm-hmm. according to jesus yeah and i really think it's important for us to reevaluate where are we at do we love god and do we love people 
that's most important. Yeah. And Jesus says those are the two most important things. So, And those are both relationship things. They are, aren't they? So that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. That was my, that was my kind of thing. It was I was just thinking about how important it is, you know, for us to not lose sight of the fact that people are important and that God cares about us. And if we will listen to the Holy Spirit in our lives, which I believe when you receive Christ into your heart, that Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you, and He will. He begins to uh, prompt you in different areas, and, and that's to be kinder. But, you know, all by ourselves, we do not—we are not generous people. All I mean, I've met generous people, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's an effort to be generous. It's easy to be selfish. It's much more hard to be generous. But when we do break through, there's, there's a joy that comes from that. Well, it's not just a I joy. Think. There's a— there's a there's there's a health that comes from mm-hmm. it and a a well-being that comes from it and an attitude adjustment that happens. Yeah. When we hold on loosely to things and we you know and and you know that whole adage you know of of freedom, you know, let somebody go and and uh and if they come back they you know they loved you if they you don't come back they were never yours to begin with that kind of thing. I I think with possessions and stuff, it's it's you know those are things that we use but they shouldn't be things that use us mm-hmm. or control us in any way. Things shouldn't be our master. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't remember how the... Well, it talks about sin mastering you. No, no, but... no, it wasn't that. It was um, it was something about uh, about things owning you versus you owning the things. And I can't remember the... don't remember the actual verse, but it's there. Okay. It is. I know. Sorry. Don't know the address of it. <laughs> I'm a bad I'm a bad pastor this week. I I didn't know the the what he told the 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 young ruler to uh get rid of. No, I do know what he I'm all screwed up. <laughs> Maybe you should rewind and start over. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, it's okay. I don't it's, always it, remember it keep, everything. It keeps us humble when we when our brains have a oh my little gosh. You know how many, brain freeze here or there. I and I get a huge kick out of people that will complain and they'll say, "Well, you don't really you don't really quote the Bible enough and you don't do this and and I laugh because I think, "Do you know how many hours and hours and hours we've studied and done tests and and preached messages and everything. You know what? It's not humanly possible to remember everything that's in there. And and you yeah. know what? It's okay. I think God understands. Well, and, <laughs> and if you go back and listen to one of our podcasts for a few weeks ago, we encourage you to read it yourself. That's right. It's like, I'm <laughs> not going to spoon feed take, this to you. Don't take our word for it. You get a lot more out of it when you actually read it yourself. It's true. It's true. So, so everybody, hold on loosely. Bless with our big challenge for you this week is to find somebody and bless them somehow, some way, mm-hmm. whether it be monetarily or service wise or uh, a possession that you have that somebody else needs and you give you give it to them. Do something this week outside of your comfort zone and give mm-hmm. somehow, some way and bless somebody. It doesn't you know, whoever it is. And I mean, you may be a complete stranger. I don't know. But uh, exercise a little bit of your kindness to somebody. Do a random act of kindness this week. And then what would be really fun if people would email us. You don't have to use your name, but, I mean, we'll know who you are because you emailed us, but we won't read your name, but we'd love to read some stories about how this worked for people this week when they were generous and and they were giving to somebody. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. So that sounds like fun. Anything else you want to say, my dear? 
I think I'm kind of shutting down our, our big project <laughs> today, putting those She's tired. greenhouses together made me kind of like, uh, Yeah, you got to be fresh for the Beatles concert tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, we have such a long day tomorrow. And oh, just relax. So, And I'm making some lemon poppy seed muffins for church. Dude. Yeah. Okay, let me pray for everybody. All right. Father, I thank you for each and every person that's listening to this podcast. And I just want to thank you that you are the God of generosity and that you love us and care about us. Help us, Lord, to not be so selfish with our lives. Help us evaluate where we really are at. And help us, Lord, not to be so in love with the things that we own and that that they kind of own us. We pray that we would be generous people that hold on loosely to the things that we have that we might bless others and help other people. And thank you, God, that you always take care of our needs when we take care of others. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory, God. You're awesome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. We haven't got any emails lately, except, well, we got one from Jen. That was nice. Thank you, Jen. Mm-hmm. She sent us a nice email about our last discussion, so that was cool. But you could always uh, give us an email, rick at takingwithyou.com. Or amy at takingwithyou.com. You can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rick.moyer or amy.moyer. Thank you. Or you can check out what we have on our website, and that's takingwithyou.com. That's right. You can you can um, click on the donate button there if you feel so led and help us out. We would love that. Um you could do read the notes from the podcast. You could listen to our podcast. And on the the website, are mm-hmm. you going to put a picture of our greenhouses we made? If you want me to. Yeah. All right. That's important to me. Come see our greenhouses. Yes, and I'll I'll be able to winter my geraniums in there and not have to have them all over my dining room because that kind of gets um kind of cluttered. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Do your spiel. This has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Thanks, everybody. See you next week when we start a brand new series on different characters from the Bible. It's going to be really cool.
Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time, but more importantly we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes.